Okay, welcome everyone to our power call tonight and tomorrow morning, depending on where you are all over the world. Uh, this is Burge Smith-Lyons calling about our topic today is bubble talk for money. Yay! So, Yay! Uh, yes. So, again, uh, why don't you guys call out all the places you're calling from? This is Katie from Connecticut. Connecticut. Rico from Miami Beach. Rico, Miami Beach. Jennifer Linda from Long Island. Island. Jennifer from Long Island. And who else? Julie Linda from, from Long Island. Okay, Long Island. And who else? Emily from New Orleans. Emily from New Orleans. Jennifer from New Jersey. Jennifer from New Jersey. Jersey. And from Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. And who else? John from Palm Beach Gardens. From Palm Beach Gardens. Stephanie in the Bronx. Stephanie in the Bronx. Okay, Rhode Island and Fort Lauderdale again, and who else? And from Miami. Okay, Miami. Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Pembroke Pines. Pembroke Pines. Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. Any other place? Melbourne, Florida. Melbourne. Um, Colin from uh, Upper West Side of Manhattan, New York City. Upper West, uh, yeah, West Side. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Any, anywhere else? Vermont, Florida. Awesome. Do I have anybody from uh, Atlanta here? <laughs> I missed you. I missed you guys. Okay. Well, good morning and good evening, everybody. I'm going to ask all of you, if you could, uh, to hit star six, and that will mute you, uh, or you can hit your mute button so that you can, there's no background noise while I'm chat a bit about money. And I'm just grateful for all of you from all around the world to be here. And what we're going to do is tonight and today, depending on where you are, um, hopefully you have something you can write with and you can uh, write down on. If you're driving, you might want to pull over uh, or just uh, listen to the recording because we are recording it. And it is um, going to be uh, posted on our Facebook uh, events, our Facebook uh, posts, so that you can listen to the recording again if you choose to. Uh, also, um, I have some little goodies for all of you at the end here, so if you can stay on the full hour, that would be great. I know we started a little bit late, so we'll go the full hour, get your, get your, uh, get your money's worth since it's free, right? Okay. So, uh, but important stuff, uh, and the reason why I chose money is here in the U.S., today is tax day. So um, one of my favorite sayings is the IRS loves and supports me. (laughs) So um, someone who's been audited twice, I I love saying that. And every time I get audited, it's fabulous. And uh, they get so confused, they just tell me to go away and never mind. So... That's all good. So um, those of you who are out of the country, I'm sure you have your own uh, things that you battle with off and on with uh, cash or you have challenges perhaps and uh, taxes that go on there as well. 
so without further ado, uh, let me just get right to the meat of it. And like I said, uh, we're going to explore together what is going on in our bubble uh, about money. And I call it bubble talk for money, the unconscious thoughts that block us from getting what we want. So um, ask yourself, how many of you work for money? And before you answer, just say, how many of you want your money to work for you? That's the key. So again, if you just joined us, if you hit star six, that way you can be muted and we won't hear any background noise. And there'll be time, we'll have uh, questions and uh, uh, later on, and I'll ask for some of you to speak up later on. You can share some of the things you're writing with, uh, or that you wrote down. So this is a an, in, an interactive uh, class, and it's also uh, we're going to go to uh, as deep as we can in an hour about your unconscious beliefs around cash. Oh my goodness, right? So the thing I want you to know is that you are the master of your domain and your employee is cash and you can even say it out loud cash cash is an awesome name it's a way of speaking it's a it's just a word and people put so much energy into what money is and cash and assets all of those things that create wealth we think so i'm going to give you a couple of um uh, tools that you can use, but also we're going to go and see what your own unconscious beliefs might be around uh, money. And before I do that, before I share with you some of the things that I've learned to be useful in my quest for prosperity, those of you who know me know my story. Uh, those of you who have not met me or have not done any of our Essence of Being or Essence of Abundance classes or any of those kinds of things, um, just to give you two seconds about my background, is that, uh, long story short, I was bankrupt. I had lost everything. I'd lost my house. I'd lost my business. I had. I was divorced. Uh, only thing I had left was a car with one headlight and one door that didn't work. And I had a two-and-a-half-year-old son, uh, so I became a single mom. And uh, things were kind of challenging for me, and, and I was living in um, a friend's home, and but basically i felt like you know i'd lost everything and I, and i really had i had lost everything but my son and so uh let's fast forward to now i have millions of assets i have a fabulous husband i uh, i travel all around the world teaching thousands of people uh about what i've learned and not just about cash but about um relationships and about purpose and about how to really get what you want out of life. And my son is a successful graduate of NYU. Yay, all you up there in New York. Um, And he's living in Manhattan, and he traveled the world singing and dancing and acting, getting paid, doing what he loves. So I tell you all this not to gloat, but to tell you, look, I'm a testimony that these principles and these belief systems that I want to share with you and these tools work. So no matter where you are in your quest for prosperity, you too can have what you want. So for, again, those of you who have never uh, been exposed to any of the Bubble Talk information, uh, Bubble Talk is that that voice. It's our voice of our unconscious or subconscious mind that tells us things 
that we may or may not consciously know. It's our deepest beliefs about ourselves. So imagine a bubble above your head like a cartoon character that is thinking something. And these are the bubbles above your head. These are the subconscious thoughts that you have running in your mind at all times. So, again, this call is about our bubble talk. So our brain has conscious thoughts, positive and negative, like, hey, I choose to be wealthy, or you know what, I want a red Mercedes, or I want to be happy. These are conscious thoughts that you say to yourself, or or yourself, or you think about them, actually. So we also have unconscious thoughts, positive and negative. So we most of the time don't know what they're thinking because they're subconscious. So how do we know what our subconscious or unconscious mind is thinking? One clue is you just look at your results. That's a clue. So these subconscious thoughts are the drivers of your bus. These are the drivers on the journey of reality. That sounds good, doesn't it? I'm going to keep that one. So you may consciously choose to have a different reality, but there's something blocking you from having it. So you may be saying one thing, but you're believing something entirely different. So if you do affirmations, which I call little lies, you tell yourself that you don't believe until they become true, and that's a joke, by the way, and they seemingly don't work as fast as you would like to consider them working, perhaps, it could be because your conscious and your unconscious thoughts are not aligned. And I've said this kind of scenario before or this analogy. It's like your gas and your brake on your car. Your conscious thoughts are your gas, and your brake are those unconscious thoughts that might be blocking you, your resistance. So your gas is your desire, and your brake is your resistance. And when you have your gas and your brake on at the same time, you know, you spin your wheels. So you feel stuck. So maybe many of us have felt stuck before and as far as money goes. So let's use a scenario to give, I'll give you an example. So let's say that you affirm that you want to have money and abundance and you do those action steps to achieve it, like check your credit report, um, create some investment strategies, uh, create budgets. Um, you use all the tools, okay, that are here for us on a conscious level. But your unconscious or your belief that you can't have it or your resistance, you might be thinking, I'm not good enough to have it or I don't deserve it or I'm not worthy or anything like that could block your true nature. Because, see, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between an actual experience and the one that is imagined. And they've proven this in quantum physics now. So it's not just, you know, some um, far-fetched metaphysical woo-woo, okay? Our mind does not know the difference between the actual experience and the one that is imagined. You know, I remember Einstein saying imagination is our greatest gift. So... It's sort of like if you think you're, it's just like if you think of creating what you want in the world. It's sending a signal out or an energy vibration from your brain to the universe to create it for you. So you have accumulated a ton of evidence from your past and your present 
that maybe you cannot have certain things in your life or maybe it's just too hard and your belief systems are formed. Now, in a little bit, we're going to find out if these are really your belief systems or if they're somebody else's, okay, because they can be handed down from generation to generation. So what happens is your belief system is formed and then you believe that that's real. So many of us have had these real-life experiences that don't feel good, and we feel like that's really the way reality is going to be until you receive new evidence. And even if you've been raised fabulously and you've had a wonderful life in your life, uh, you may have some road bumps that you've encountered in, in some time in your life, but these belief systems that I'm about to share with you, some of them have been embedded in our in our consciousness worldwide. So, for instance, I'll give you some more examples. You can fill in the blank. Blank is the root of all evil. Money, right? Uh, that person is filthy, rich. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work blank to make money. Hard. So, again, even though you may or may not know that the that these unconscious beliefs are kind of sifting around in the consciousness of the planet, they're still there. They're there. I mean, because you could answer probably every one of those or some form of them. So just think about it. What did you hear about money and rich people from your parents, from your friends, from society, from your religion, from teachers, from your culture? So I want to give you an example. If you heard that rich people were bad or evil and they're always out for themselves, or they don't care about anybody else, then why would you want to become one of them? If rich people are takers, why would I want to be one of them? That would mean we're not liked. So some of our greatest fears is not being loved and not being liked. And so that right there might be a big block for many of you and you don't even rec- you don't even know it. It's just this unconscious belief that, wow, I've always thought that rich people were gonna take advantage of me, or that you know that they're up to no good, or they got their money in a funny way, and I don't want to be like that. So that that simply put could be your block, could be your bubble talk. So what I'd like to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna go we're we're gonna go through a couple of exercises here so that you can discern for yourself maybe what maybe some of your own unconscious beliefs around money because i could talk till i'm blue in the face about how to invest and what to do with your cash and what's going to make it work for you but if you are blocking it on an unconscious level then it's not going to get very far okay so we're going to go there. If you get a piece of paper out, if you can, and a pencil or something to write with, uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, self-exploration. And then I'm going to give you some more things to think about after this 
and I'm going to give you three steps, okay, three steps to create wealth. And then after that, I'm going to give you some gifts. So that's what's in store. So hang tight with me here, okay? So what I'd like for you to do, even if you've done this before, if you've been on any of my other calls or, or if you've been to any of the classes where we do this, go ahead and do it again and see if anything's changed, okay? So what I'd like for you to do is to rate yourself with regard to each of these statements. I'm going to say a statement, and I want you to rate yourself 1 through 10, 1 being I'm totally, I totally disagree, Five is kind of halfway, kind of disagree, kind of don't. Ten is being totally 100% agree. And I want you to do this as quickly as possible. In other words, don't edit it. Don't try to figure it out. Just actually jot down one through ten, one of those ratings, uh, the first thing that comes up. So, again, one being I don't agree at all. I'm sorry, one being I totally, yeah, one, I, I don't agree at all, and ten is I totally agree. And anywhere in between, you can rate yourself, okay? So here we go. Jennifer, sorry. I'm sorry? I just got disconnected. I'm back, sorry. Okay, no problem, no problem. All right, so here we go. Um, one through ten. Number one, money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. Number two, it's more enlightened to be poor than rich. It's more enlightened to be poor than rich. Number three, most rich people probably did something bad or dishonest to get their money. Most rich people probably did something bad or dishonest to get their money. Number four, having a lot of money will make me less spiritual or pure. Having a lot of money will make me less spiritual or pure. Number five, getting rich takes too much work and struggle. Getting rich takes too much work and struggle. Number six, having a lot of money is a big responsibility. Having a lot of money is a big responsibility. Number seven, I don't feel good enough to be rich. I don't feel good enough to be rich. Number eight, realistically, chances are I'll never be rich. Realistically, chances are I'll never be rich. Number nine, getting rich isn't for people like me. Getting rich isn't for people like me. And number ten, Getting rich is a matter of luck or fate. Getting rich is a matter of luck or fate. 
So what I'd like for you to do now is add up your score. Those are 1 through 10. I want you to add up add up the scores of all those 10 questions. And again, if you joined us late or if you're just joining us, uh, you can listen to the replay of the call that we'll have on Facebook, on our Facebook groups for EOBI, Essence of Being International, and Essence of Being. Burge, quick question. What was yeah. number two again? Number two was, it's more enlightened to be poor than rich. Enlightened. And the scale, one that you agree, ten you disagree. One disagree, ten agree. Totally. Got it. Thank you. Yeah, and if you have any questions before I tell you what comes next, uh, please chime in. Uh, if you hit star six, you can actually talk. And if you hit star six again, that will mute you again. Okay. Any other questions before we go on? Okay. So add up those scores. Now, if you scored over 50, there's definitely some work to be done around your bubble talk with money, meaning that perhaps your subconscious definitely is not aligned with your conscious mind, okay? And if you scored five or over on any one particular statement, take a look at those. And see what your bubble talk says if it coincides with your current reality around finances. So I'm going to say them one more time. So if you can, if you scored five or over on any one of those statements, really take a look at those to see if that is in alignment with your current reality around finances. And that might be a huge aha for you to see that could be a block, an unconscious bubble talk block that you have, okay? So I'm going to read those one more time just so you can make notes as to which one was five and over. So one was money is the root of all evil. Two is it's more enlightened to be poor than rich. Three, most rich people probably did something bad or dishonest to get their money. Four, having a lot of money will make me less spiritual or pure. Five, getting rich takes too much work and struggle. And six, having a lot of money is a big responsibility. Seven, I don't feel good enough to be rich. And eight, realistically, chances are I'll never be rich. And number nine, getting rich isn't for people like me. And number ten, getting rich is a matter of luck or fate.
So hopefully that gives you some kind of insight as to maybe what is coming up for you around finances, that you have perhaps some resistance and a block, an unconscious block that is some kind of evidence that you have found through the years. Now, this could be your belief or it could be somebody else's. So that's what we're going to go to next. Let's see if you have your own beliefs or if they've been handed down. Okay, so we're going to continue to write a little bit. I want you to delve a little further to maybe find out where these beliefs came from. And then we'll open up the call for a few minutes to uh, chat with someone about any aha, they, any ahas or questions that they had about that, and then I have more information for you guys, okay? So here it is. Uh, if you'll write this down, my mother's beliefs around money are, what did you hear when you were young, and what do you hear now, either one? What is your mom's belief? beliefs around money and if you don't know make it up what do you think she thought like what did you hear her say maybe to your dad or to yourself And then, guess what's next? My father's beliefs around money are... Say that again. My father's beliefs around money are... And if he's already passed, his my father's beliefs around money was... And it can be when you were little, what you heard, or what or now, or when you were an adult, what did you hear? What did he say to you? What did he say to other people? What do you think he thought about money? And then the last thing you want to write, my beliefs around money is, my beliefs around money is fill in the blank.
Okay. I just kind of compare notes and look and see. Do your beliefs match any of your mother's or your father's or both or not? Is there a pattern there? And then you could also go back up and look at your ratings. Did that match up with any of the ratings that you had? Five or over. Say again? Okay. So if... If uh, who would like to share something about if they have an aha or they found a pattern or they have a question, so I'll take take a call here. This is Tina. Tina. Yes, Tina Smith from Melbourne, Florida. Hey, Tina. Hey. Hey, honey. What'd you I'm come up so with? I'm so happy. I came up with um, the part about being less spiritual, and, ah. and I was, you know. Oh, there's so many things, oh, it's wrong for you to want a lot and things like that. But then when I read my Bible, I read about all the rich people in the Bible, so I, I was confused. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was the biggest one for me, and it's hard to come by. So did did that come up in your mother or your father's belief? In my mother's. Okay. So it was hard to come by and also... Mm-hmm. That it might be spiritually, you might be less pure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you you want to question that and say, okay, so is that really my belief, or was that handed down to me, just like my other genes, our genes are handed down from our parents and mm-hmm. you know our lineage? Is was that right. handed down to me? And does that belief serve me? Bird. Yep. Oh, uh, no, no. That's why I said I was confused. It's like, well, wait a minute. There, there was plenty of rich people in the Bible. So I didn't, it was her belief, and it was just very confusing because it was just, you know, hammered in. Even today I still hear it from people. Okay. Yeah, of course we do. We it, It's it's that bubble talk that carries it. We carry it around no matter where we go. And, you know, thoughts, are eternal until they are rethought. Right. So if you know that that that's your mother's beliefs, you can say thank you for sharing. That was her beliefs. I'm going to mm-hmm. choose. I choose to believe that th- here's the thing I'll tell you about this. Not having a lot of money or not receiving what we deserve is socially mm-hmm. acceptable. So I'm yeah, going to say that again, not receiving mm-hmm. or not receiving a lot of money is socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we'll be humble, and it's right. like, it keeps us pure or whatever the thought process is, right? It's socially acceptable. Right, exactly. However, right. I, am, I am saying it's my belief that it's spiritually inappropriate. It's spiritually inappropriate not to receive and not it's to like, allow everything that we deserve in our life. That we are blocking our true essence when we don't receive. Right. Because it's like putting you in bondage. Yes. It's human beings are meant to to receive. So just remember 
in a lot of our classes that giving and receiving mm-hmm. is the same energy. Right. The more we give, the more we receive, and the more we receive, the more we give back to people. Right. If exactly. you allow yourself to receive gifts and money and uh, love and all the things mm-hmm. that you choose to receive in your life, you're actually giving that back as a gift. Right. I understand completely. Got it. Okay, good. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Thank you for sharing that. That's excellent. You're welcome. So the thing I want to share with you guys is if you can find a pattern throughout and if you can uh, discern, is that really my belief or is that their belief? And you have to understand that all things are handed down. So their parents handed it down and their parents handed it down. And then it becomes a cultural thing, perhaps, or it becomes a religious thing, or it becomes a social thing. So all of these beliefs that are handed down, you can choose to rethink and find new evidence. Because here's the deal. When you focus your mind and you think about things, we're attracting with our energy these vibrations. We're attracting these desires to us. So you cannot attract prosperity from disliking being poor. Mm-hmm. You can't sit around all day going, you know, I'm poor or I don't have or I don't have everything I want or if only I could just make it to the next level or I really hate this, I feel stuck. So those kinds of thoughts they carry a vibration. So all sentient beings have a vibration. Again, this is proven in quantum physics. So a lot of people call this the law of attraction. And we've been we've been playing with this particular universal law for eons. And thank goodness it's now in the um, culture. A lot of people know about it now. But you have to ask yourself, what am I what am I focusing on? Am I focusing on creating or losing money? So fear is the common denominator of either not having enough money or not keeping the money you have. Because uh, you may know a lot of rich people that are afraid to, you know, that they're going to lose their money or they're not going to have enough. And you may be one of them. Got to have more because I may not be able to keep it. Or you may be thinking, I don't have enough yet, or every time I get enough, I lose it. So the question is, uh, do you have a fear of having it or not having it? Do I have a fear of having money or not having it? Some people have a fear of having it. Like, what am I going to do with it? It's a big responsibility. Either way, fear is the driving motivation in either case. So, for instance, if I have if I have a lot of money, what are people going to want from me or expect from me? I'm going to, you know, they're going to are they going to like me for me instead of my cash? Or what are they going to want? What kind of burden am I going to have? And if I don't have money, are people judging me for not having money and am I limiting myself? because I'm not able to really do what I want? Am I thinking that I'm so I'd start judging myself? 
that I, I'm just not good enough to get it or I don't deserve it or it's just not for me or it's just too hard. So there's a lot of judgment that comes along with that, along with that fear. So another thing about fear is money can soothe fear. In other words, many of us, we spend money to avoid pain. So let's say we have money. Let's say we just have just enough money and we spend it all. Sometimes we could be spending it to avoid our own pain. It's kind of like a an addiction almost. It, we think that having a lot of money will soothe our fears. And, but uh, let me just tell you, avoiding, and some of us avoid money. We think, oh, you know, we're not, like Tina was saying, we're not spiritually pure or it's greedy to have all that money. Some of us avoid the money. And and my suggestion would be that that's just as negative as being attached to it. Because if you're avoiding money, you're avoiding part of the process of what, of what is happening in your life. In other words, if we're afraid to fail, if we're afraid to fail that we're not going to get the money, then we already have. Some of us avoid it because we're afraid we're going to fail. Or we're afraid we're going to get attached to it. So I'll say that again. If we are afraid to fail, then we already have. People who do not want to lose, they avoid failure. And fail failures can turn those people, okay, if you fail enough, it turns those people into learners. So the more you fail, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more you fail. The more you fail, the more you win. In other words, failure is part of the process. So if you avoid failure, you could be avoiding success. Whatever level you're at, doesn't matter where you're at in your prosperity, there's always a comfort zone for many of us that we get locked into. But so if we avoid failure, we avo- we could be avoiding success. And I'll tell you right now, successful people fail more than unsuccessful people. And therefore, they're learning as they fail. Remember what I tell you in all the classes. The only failure is the failure to participate. So think of athletes that are winners. They fail and fail and fail, right, until they get better so they can win. So you can, too, with your finances, if you view all of your learning experiences as just that, that you're learning and not be afraid to fail. That's where a lot of people get stuck. They step on their right foot, and they don't want to step on their wrong foot. So they just stand there. But it's not a right and and wrong. It's a right and left. It's right foot, left foot, fall down, make a mistake. Right foot, left foot, fall down, make a mistake. Get back up, keep walking. And as you keep making those mistakes, you are learning and you are moving and you are moving towards something.
So I believe it's been seven out of ten millionaires have gone bankrupt at least once. I believe that's the uh, figure. So if you have gone bankrupt, hey, you're in good company. That means that you're learning and that you're moving and that you're not afraid to participate. Because what most people do with their bubble talk is they beat themselves up. It's like I made a mistake, I failed, I lost money, or I don't have enough money, or whatever the issue is. And instead of just keep moving, instead of just course correcting, what they do is they stay stuck. So again, I tell you, mastery is course correcting without invalidating yourself. So I mean how many how many of you are in debt? Just notice how this feels, okay? How does, how do you feel when you're in debt? You, what emotions come up around debt? Guilt for the most part, I would guess. If you if you're feeling guilty that you're in debt and that you can't that you just have all this or you feel overburdened, remember that guilt demands punishment, and you beat yourself up over and over and over because if you're guilty, you're going to get punished, and either you self sabotage yourself and create something to have a problem with you sell you sabotage yourself with something or you beat yourself up by having somebody else come and beat yourself up you know you you bring in uh, and attract somebody else to beat you up about it so one of the keys around creating wealth is feeling innocent around money I mean, money is just a piece of paper. It is not your self-worth. Because oftentimes, some people think of money, you know, they, they put up some kind of resistance, and resistance stems from the fear and separation and scarcity consciousness. So when we feel constricted and resistant or shut down, we're actually cutting ourselves off from our connection to our flow, to the universe, to all that is, to allowing. I mean, ask yourself, can I feel resistant and prosperous at the same time? No. Can I feel afraid and expanded at the same time? No. So the resistance blocks your prosperity. Again, your foot is on the brake. What you resist persists. So one way to let go of that resistance is to give. Give, so as you, give as you go and create a flow. One way to let go of resistance is to give. That's what I did. That was one of my little secrets that I did. When I was, you know, not in a great situation, I would give someone something. I would give them even if it was a dollar. Because the more I gave, the more I received. And it also made me feel abundant. It made me feel like I was 
it's adding value somehow. And that really did, uh, we call it priming the pump. You know, we're, we're making the pump push out and allow ourselves to really prime that feeling that we are abundant. And if we are walking around feeling abundant as opposed to feeling broke or not having enough or whatever it is, you can see how that vibration is totally different. So give as you go and create a flow. And it is counterintuitive for some people. It's like, what do you mean give as I go? I, I mean, I don't have it to give. And I'm telling you it works. And you give without attachment. You give because it makes you feel good. And just think about it. If you feel good, things just seem to be in the flow, more so than if you don't feel good. So the other key here is you, you also need a reason greater than your reality right now. So if you ask most people if they want to be rich or financially free, they say yes. But then reality sets in and the road seems too long and too many hills to climb and too many bills or too many whatever. And it's easier just to work for money and just hand over the, uh, you know, hand over the excess if you have any to your broker or hand over hand over to your bill collector or whatever it is. But you have to have a greater reason than reality. So if your reality is not what you want it to be, you got to create a reason why you want something greater than that. You got to have a good why. My good why was I had a two and a half year old son that I needed to provide for. That was my why. Maybe some of your whys are I want to help humanity. Maybe your why is, I just want to feel better. Find something juicy in your life that gives you a reason greater than the reality that you have right now so you can continue even when things get challenging sometimes. It's sort of having that carrot in front of you to say, that's what I'm that's why I'm working, that's why I'm walking, that's why I'm moving. I'm going to keep going on. I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and not give up. I always say don't give up before the miracle. So the three steps that I have for you um, is the three steps to creating wealth is, um, first of all, the first step is ask. Ask for what you want. And if you don't know what you want, just look at everything you don't want, and that's going to give you a clue. And I say these in our Essence of Being classes and our all of our Essence classes. You know, contrast leads to clarity. That's the stuff you don't like. So you can really write down all the stuff you don't want because you know what that is. And that will direct you to get clear about what you do want. So you have to ask for it. 
So ask for what you want. Be clear. What is it that you choose to have? Ask. And then number two, once you ask for it, the universe responds. Whatever you want to call that. God, universe, higher self, great spirit, energy. There's an ask and then there's a response. And the universe always says yes. So you could be saying, well, Burge, you know, I ask for stuff all the time, or I do affirmations, or I do my treasure maps, I do vision boards, I envision things, I vision things. And the thing that could be blocking it is your bubble talk. The bubble talk respond. The universe responds to your bubble talk too, not just to your words. And which leads me to conscious languaging. If you walk around all day saying, "I want a red Mercedes," the universe responds and says, "Yes, you do want one." So you might want to be a little more conscious with your language and say, I choose to have a red Mercedes or I am creating and allowing a red Mercedes to come to me. That is very clear to the universe to say yes. I hope you get that distinction that when you say I want something, the universe says, yeah, I see you. You really want that. Yep. So first first step, ask. Second step is the universe responds to your ask. So it's simple, okay? Steps one and two are guaranteed because we're always asking either consciously or unconsciously. And the universe's law of responding is always a constant. So it's step three that gives us the most trouble. And that is, step three is you receive it. Why does that give us the most trouble? Because of our bubble talk. Those unconscious belief systems that keep reminding us that we may not deserve it, we're not good enough, it's better to give than receive. So it's the receiving part that is the biggest thing. Trust and allow and don't ask how. Receive it. It's yours. It's your birthright. I I know people whose retirement strategy is winning the lottery. That's their retirement strategy. So (laughs) I always think, well, that's 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 interesting. So I mean, there's there've been statistics about lottery winners. You know that a good percentage of them end up broke. Why? They're out of their comfort zone. The belief that they're not worthy, or not deserving, or feel guilty, or they're not good enough. So the question you might want to ask yourself is, what are you worth? And many of us tie up our self-worth with our bank account. So 
the thing I want to share with you is you are not your credit score. Repeat after me, I am not my credit score. I am not my credit score. (laughs) You are worthy no matter what you have in the bank. So there's this whole belief about wealth versus net worth. And as you may or may not know, your wealth cannot be measured by cash alone. So your net worth is your net work. Your net worth is your net work. Think about it. The more of a network that you have, the more resources that you have. It's not just about cash. But people get their wealth tied up in their bank account. Is this helpful to you? To you guys out there? Yes. Yes. Yes, very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. I like the phrase that you came up with. Your net worth is your net work. I like that. Very nice. Yeah, because a lot of the more people you know and the more resources that you have, the wealthier you are. And the more you can leverage, you're not alone. Yeah, I found that very true. Um, Just this last two weeks, uh, myself, I was in a situation where I needed a lawyer, and uh, because I knew somebody and took care of them, that one of their their relatives came in doing a job for me for free, and that I needed some work done on my house, and uh, they showed up. And the guy says, I'm not going to charge you for doing the job. I'm just going to charge you 10% on uh, this one tile job, but the rest of the job he's doing for gratis. And it's just because of the people that I know. And he's going to take care of the whole job for me. So I'm blessed in the fact that I have that. Very blessed. That's awesome. That's a great example. That's a great example. And, again, you ask, universe responds, and then you receive it. So for those of you who have not gotten my videos, they're free. You can go to essenceofbeing.com and you can click on the free videos on the right-hand side. It says uh, free videos or free uh, stuff on the right-hand side of my essenceofbeing.com. And or you can just text 96000 and put in the message Burge, B-U-R-G-E. That's my name. And those videos will be sent. You'll get a link where you can uh, download those videos. 
And these videos that I have are, there's four of them. Two of them are introductory videos about this whole process around money and cash and wealth. And then the other two are instructional videos. And they go into depth a little bit more about these three steps to creating wealth. So I hope that you had some eye-opening um, thoughts here on how maybe you can wor- at least see what you could work on that brings it to a conscious level. The reason why we do these little um, thoughts uh, and go into the unconscious so you can start digging around in there is so that you can raise them to a conscious level and do something about it and really be aware And speaking of being aware, please feel free uh, to join us next time. We're going to be, uh, it's May 3rd, uh, the 3rd Wednesday of every month, and that is May 20th, I believe. That's the next one. May 20th is the 3rd Wednesday of, of uh, May. And remember, it's every month I do these on different thing on different subjects. And uh, May twentieth will be the one that we will do on attachment. Attachment can cloud the truth. Many of us get attached to it being looking a certain way about relationships, about money, about purpose, about health, about life. So it's all about letting go of that attachment and watching the trusting the process. So it really is about attachment and trust. And I invite all of you to come explore with me on an essence of being and the next four that are coming up, by the way, is May first and second and Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'll be there. And then the weekend after that, I'll be doing the kids, Teen Power, 9th and 10th. So I'll be working with the teens, the teenagers, doing the same kind of thing that I do for adults. Only they only de- they only need two days because they're quicker. Just, that's a joke. Okay, then May 15th, 16th, and 17th is the New Atlanta EOB, the New Atlanta Essence of Being. May 15th, 16th, and 17th. And then in Canada, the next one is June 12th, 13th, and 14th. That'll be in Toronto. And then in Florida, yay, June 19th, 20th, and 21st is the next Essence of Being in South Florida. So those are the next four coming up for you to hook into. And if you have any teenagers in uh, Malaysia... Send them my way, too, for our teen power. So in the meantime, um, I hope that you or I trust that you guys got some ahas and some insight and maybe some tools to use to just focus on what you want, let go of the fear, and allow yourself to live your lives in a way that is on course without invalidating yourself when you go off course. 
That's another key. And remember that it's socially acceptable not to receive. However, in my world, it's spiritually inappropriate. Because giving and receiving is the same entity. It's part of this whole it's part of the whole. You can't have one without the other. And that really is the part that trips people up is that receiving part. So because it's the IRS, I started off the call uh, for the U.S., like I said, in the U.S. today is tax day. And the affirmation that I always use is, the IRS loves and supports me. And it has always worked. It has absolutely worked for me. Both times I've been audited, it has worked. So just flow out your um, abundance and vibrate what you choose. And remember that what you focus on expands. And I thank you all for listening tonight. And if you want to unmute yourself, you can say goodnight from wherever you're at. And would love to hear your voices. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, Bird. Thank you. Good night, Bird. Good night. Thank you. Hi, Burge.